Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Postables. You're listening to Deliver Me a Podcast, brought to you by Casey, Jess, and Cammie. A special thanks to James Jandrish for letting us use the music on our show. Now, grab some Yoohoo or a kombucha, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back, Postables! <laughs> we are back and so excited to talk to you about the movie and the wedding of the year. <laughs> Yay! Woohoo! And I think the first question is, how many tissues did everybody go through during that movie? I know Cammy was pulling them out of the box. Oh, yes. She definitely was pulling them out of the box. I had no no toilet paper. Comments. (laughs) (laughs) I may have captured a couple of screenshots of Casey and myself sobbing. (laughs) And the mop was there to help them through it hey you were smiling very emotionally and very wistful you were you yes. were See, I, I will say i did not cry but i did feel all the emotion and i was just yeah that's did you it get was all internal movie? but i really did feel the depth of the movie i, I mean, she, guys guys she was sitting there like this i was <laughs> <laughs> with my cat in my lap <laughs> and she was stroking she got misty I was just looking at my cat. <laughs> cuddle, cuddle. <laughs> it's my emotional support cat <laughs> helping me through the intense emotions of this movie. You guys, I started, I started crying at like this credit. That's what got me. I was like, I'm just so happy right now. Yeah, Casey, are you crying? crying? <laughs> grabbed us you know we we've got um we've got a mother racing to the hospital pulling her son out of the car you know I mean that's very that that's very emotional for a start Mm -hmm. of a movie I mean for me it was the fact that it hit me that it had been three years since we've seen this movie like seeing a new science field Mm -hmm. and when um it's all good and getting better started playing I was just like I know like I just I it just brought so much joy I know and I'm like live crying (laughs) it's coming (laughs) uh for sure but um before we dive into the specifics of the movie let's talk about kind of our overall thoughts and reactions crying aside because we all know that happened (laughs) I was speechless. I was honestly speechless. When the three of us finished the premiere, I sat, I, I had no words. I, I literally had no appropriate words to say because I was just, a, I, 
it, it was so moving. It was beautiful. It was breathtaking. It pulled on the heartstrings. It was everything we didn't know we wanted in a movie. I, there's, there's no other, there, there's nothing else I can say about it. Like that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There and, was, there was plenty of kissing, which is not something, <laughs> which is not something Hallmark is known for. <laughs> and this was me. <laughs> We're losing Casey. Oh my gosh, you guys. Casey could not stop swooning and falling back. I was like, get it together, girl. <laughs> no, but the thing is, though, they were not just like, oh, like, oh, we're engaged. No. Okay. <laughs> it was like, we are getting married tomorrow. <laughs> it was, it was awe-inspiring mm-hmm. it it really was I was just as speechless and like I I mean when when it ended I kind of felt like my breath had just exhaled out of me I was like ah uh-huh. oh um uh what do I say now <laughs> what do I say now <laughs> I mean, I will, I will be completely honest and say that there were a couple of little critical things that I noticed and boy, did I love spotting the Easter eggs. I just <laughs> loved it. I loved mm-hmm. that there were so many mm-hmm. and she just, she filled this movie with so many Easter eggs and so many catches you know, mm-hmm. so many, oh, did you catch that? Oh, did you catch that? You know, yeah. something that anybody could enjoy, but a true postable was going to enjoy it 100, 1000 yes. percent because we could catch all of that little stuff. It just, mm-hmm. I was, I, I was awe inspired. That's, that's what it was. I just was, I, I, I'm trying. I'm trying not to say too much about specific parts because I know we're gonna get to that. But mm-hmm. <laughs> it just it it was it was so beautiful <laughs> to be <laughs> to be cliche. It was so beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just like my thought is after seeing all that, it's Martha's done it again. You know? Oh gosh, yes. I even wrote down in my notes, Martha got me again. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oops, she did it again. <laughs> well, yeah, and no. like the brilliance of her writing is that you always leave it feeling like you've learned something and you have something to take away from it. It's not just, you know, something you put on to pass the time. You you come away from it having received something and I think that's really special and she really delivered with that you know I've watched it twice now and I'm still digesting it all so so much I watched it like five times (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have as much time on my hands yeah we didn't have as much discretionary time Casey (laughs) I had to watch like six other things for other recordings (laughs) but you know I will say with this one another thing for me that my initial thought I felt like to the altar felt so incredibly final to me. It it felt like that was the end. 
Mm-hmm. This one feels like, yes, it's kind of, we're kind of wrapping Oliver's arc in a way. And like, there's an end to that. But it was almost like a closing to a chapter of a brand new book. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many other questions I still have that this movie did not answer. Um, we can go, get into that later. But I, I don't know. I, I feel like she just, Martha wrote this movie in such a way that um, you, you, there, there are more stories to tell, even with two married couples. Because a lot of times on these- Especially like, with two network, married couples. Yeah, and these networks are always like, okay, they get married, the end, boom, done, okay. You know, we don't ever see the continuation of a of a couple. It's very rare when we do. And mm-hmm. so, um, I don't know. I, I really hope this movie gets the ratings it deserves because this franchise deserves several more movies. I, I want to see, I want to see movies featuring married couples in real life situations because that's not where life ends. The life doesn't, life doesn't end at a wedding that's really where it takes off. That's like the beginning of a whole new set of adventures and problems and things to face together and trials and all of these things. So that was just another initial thought that I had. I had way more questions finishing the vows that we have made than I did Mm -hmm. at To the Altar. Yeah. But if this does happen to be the last it was wrapped up very beautifully. Oh yeah. The 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 flashback scenes, I love that she brought in other scenes from other episodes and movies. Uh, that kind of gave that kind of gave a finale feel mm-hmm. to it, mm-hmm. I yes. thought. Of course I want more. Oh, but of yeah, of course I want more. But if, <laughs> if you this- don't want more, we disown you from this podcast. <laughs> Which is why I'm only saying it. No. (laughs) But if this is the end, it was wrapped up very beautifully. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which, and we appreciate Martha for doing that. We appreciate the fact that she does kind of wrap everything up really nicely. And you know that they will have their happily ever after. So to the altar was final. And we didn't get a shawl of her wedding. We we know that they were endgame, mm-hmm. essentially. Or like in higher ground, I believe it was higher ground that they didn't know if they were coming back for more. And so we got to see Oliver get down on one knee, even though he didn't propose, he kind of had that, <laughs> you know, you had that feeling of like, okay, these two are these two are gonna be a thing a thing. A thing. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but you know, I think that's one thing to appreciate about Martha is like, thank you so much for just wrapping it up in such a way that yes it's open-ending but ended it's open-ended but at the same time it's also wrapped nicely in a mm-hmm. pretty yeah it could go bow. either way mm-hmm. right all right should we dive let's into dive. our first topic yes <laughs> so let's begin with our lovely norman and rita who are married and hoping for their rainbow of babies that has not happened yet. And they cross paths with a new temporary employee named Charlie, which call back to the pilot. Yes. Charlie that- Riggs, Charlie Riggs, and Charlie Reddick. Yeah, but do you one. think she did that one on purpose? 
I think so. I don't I think, think so. you would reuse a name intentionally. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And the same about, like a main character. Same same initials too. Cr. <clears throat> well, and isn't it interesting that Charlie was in the pilot movie, and Owen was in the first TV episode? Mm-hmm. Yes. So mm-hmm. that that is that is a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of yeah. <laughs> yes. Charlie is darling. Oh, she's a sweetheart. She's such a darling. And that's that, mm-hmm. see that she's one character. I'm like, I want to see her back. I want to see her you know, embrace the postable life. And I, I, you know, now we have two couples and in, a new, a newbie, <laughs> if you will. And I think that they could can help her find dynamic. love. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's so many things. Um, she is just so darling. And when she turned, I was like, that lady's about to drop a baby. <laughs> like, she was. You're not allowed to say huge. baby. Can't say baby. Her Can't say baby. <laughs> um, How am I supposed to ignore that? <laughs> Norman was so funny with that. Norman was hilarious. Jack crushed those scenes with Norman. His facial expressions and his intonation. It was just, it was killing me. I was, I, I thought, man. <laughs> I, I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> and when he and when he finally said it, he's like, "Baby, baby." <laughs> Although I have to say, it was so cute when he referred to the baby as a parcel post. Oh, yeah. Little was, little parcel post. A little par- parcel post. <laughs> yes. You know they they really tackled the topic of family. They really did. well with Norman and Rena. Um, with their family challenges. I mean, we see um, Rita and Shane discussing, like, did you take a test? I took the test. No, and you know, not. And that happens a lot. That happens a lot with people and couples who are desiring <laughs> so badly to have a baby, and it it get, becomes very disappointing when you take tests and it's just negative after negative after negative and then you think is it is it wrong with me is it wrong with him what are we going to do and I think they really showed the beauty of just reminding us all that a family can also include like you can you can bring your family your family can be created in many different ways um and I think we all thought we all thought they were going to adopt the baby from that sneak peek preview where we see we saw Norman giving the baby to Rita and everyone's like oh my word they're (laughs) adopting a baby I did not I did not see quote-unquote adopting Charlie coming I did not see that coming at all I didn't either, but I was very glad that's how Martha wrote it because when they were kind of talking about adopting Charlie's baby, I was like, this doesn't feel right to me. Mm-hmm. And I think oh. Norman put it perfectly when he's like, is it wrong to twist the timing? Twist you know? the time. That was, that was brilliant. Yeah. The twist the timing. It was yeah. so, so good. Mm-hmm. And pointing yeah. out that Charlie wasn't their miracle that they were hers so that it wasn't about them receiving her baby but them supporting her baby in the best way possible which was by supporting charlie so that was so beautiful i absolutely loved that martha did it that way 
And that's such a good reminder too, because so many times we are always about the baby. We always, sometimes we forget that there is a mother to support, um, yeah. especially like, and regardless, um, like women giving up their, or placing their babies for adoption or a single parent, or even just a new mom in general. Like I remember, and I'm married, but I remember with my first kid, I felt so alone. Like, mm-hmm. like, I just, I hadn't. I, I felt so helpless and I, th- and everybody's like, Oh, the baby, let me carry the baby. And I'm like, I just want to shower and I just want to <laughs> sleep. You know? And I, I, I think, hear you. I mean, but I, I think um, just reminding us to, you know, there's another life there with the mom and it's important to support her. And um just that unconventional family it does it it does take a village I mean Mm -hmm. I don't know how I would do it without my family around me to to support me like my in-laws and my sister-in-law and my parents they're all here and you know um my sister-in-law's having a baby in January and I'm so excited for her and I'm just like you know I want to be able to do that for you as well um and uh that 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 line that um that or that realization that happened with Norman and Rita about um maybe the baby isn't our miracle maybe maybe we are Charlie's miracle that really struck home with me because there's a situation in um with somebody that I'm close to had experienced something very similar and it happens it happens all the time like this isn't just fiction just for Norman and Rita it this happens in real life all the time and I'm so glad Martha wrote this storyline the way she did. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to Oliver because there's a lot to unpack with, with Oliver in this movie. We have Oliver's connection to the letter story. We have him and his relationship with Mrs. McInerney. And of course, <laughs> the, how it all ties in with Shane too. So we have a lot to unpack here. So let's Oliver go. went on one heck of a ride this <gasps> movie. Oh. oh my word. I felt so anxious for Oliver this entire movie. I, I think I held my breath anytime he came on screen and he just <laughs> like Eric maybe it's just the face and I'm just like I feel you I feel Oliver's anxiety right now through your face and I feel like I can't breathe. <laughs> And when, and when everything finally got resolved, you just felt everything iron out. You felt the release of the tension. You felt the air blow out that he had been holding. You know, it just, yeah. it, the, the mood completely shifted. And I mean, when I, I started crying one of the many times um, when he was, when Oliver was straightening Joe's tie. And he says, are you ready? And Oliver says, yes. And then Joe says, I know. (laughs) It was so, so beautiful. Because his father knew that he was struggling. Mm -hmm. His father knew 
that something wasn't quite right. And he talked Shane through most of it, the dear man. Mm-hmm. And then he knew that his son was ready to devote his life to this woman that he had fallen in love with over a very, very, very slow burn. (laughs) (laughs) But he just knew. And he said, I know. I know you're ready now. Oh. Joe might be the MVP of this movie because he like totally like he did everything (laughs) occupied and then he's like helping Shane to help Oliver and he's like Joe was all over everything he's like I got this under control Mm -hmm. I mean you can read between the lines he even talked to Sharon because I'm sure and we will probably get into this when you talk a little bit about that character but Sharon was completely baffled by Oliver she was she goes (laughs) okay and I you could tell that um Sharon was thinking is he putting on like what is what is this guy's deal he's uh, yeah are are you he's, are, he's, are you kidding with me now you know <laughs> well what's he's funny a, I think is they're so they're still very alike Sharon and Oliver are very alike mm-hmm. to me yeah well and that's so what Joe said that she didn't understand him because like you both love Shakespeare you're both very serious and Mm -hmm. you both had a spouse leave you I mean they're they had a lot of connections oh yeah 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 it's true so so while we're on the topic of Sharon did it shock either of you about Sharon and Shane's relationship because I totally thought after you know she sends her a birthday card every year and she sends her a valentine every year and she has the traditionally late macaroons and and the idea of alex calling through shane into a whirlwind of emotions because of the way it ruined their mother Mm -hmm. and the way that she saw her mother suffer when her father left them and all of that I was just like why are they bickering so much I I think it's just a personality clash not necessarily that that they don't it just took me by surprise like I did not see this coming I I thought that they would be I thought they would be very sweet and close and yeah (laughs) I want to say that they're probably close in a very unique kind of way because unique we'll go with that (laughs) because if they really if Shane really couldn't stand her mother she would get she would tell her to go home and stop rearranging my spice rack (laughs) but she kind of let her she kind of let her do her like tabernacle of love idea yeah. she let her do you know mess around with the candles Shane was just kind of like I give up it's fine, it's yeah, fine. she was annoyed fine. but she didn't confront anything like she mm-hmm. didn't make it a confrontation yeah and it could be one of those things too where distance does wonders for a relationship <laughs> yeah no I was comment. surprised by their relationship but I okay Thank I you. loved it though because it was fun oh no it was mm-hmm. no I I thought it was great I was just like wait a minute what no, this isn't oh, okay. I guess we're going with this. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I love how deadpan Sharon is. Like, 
I, her character to me is so complex and I feel like I don't understand her yet. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, but I just, she's, she's an enigma to me. I'm like, I don't, hmm. I need to sit like, with you. Our children are getting married. No kidding. You didn't know. You <laughs> <laughs> said <So> literal. <laughs> but so you literal. know, Sharon is also so intuitive. So incredibly mm-hmm. intuitive specifically with Oliver oh my gosh she set that man straight she she did but there was a point during the barbecue where she at at first you know they meet in the DLO and she's completely baffled by this Oliver man who she did not uh, she did not picture that as Oliver for her Shaney Um, (laughs) and there's a point in the barbecue where um she kind of flippantly asks him, like, why are you so into, like, she the totally past and old things? And that was, like, it was, a, it was there, there's something, that was a catalyst for Oliver. Like, there was a moment there before where he was triggered by the word forever. And then when mm-hmm. Sharon asked him that, yeah, that was a catalyst for everything else that happened with Oliver. And when she noticed his, like, stuttering, you could tell that she realized, like, this is, okay, number one, this is who he is. Number two, there is something way deeper that I don't know. And I, I need to back off. I need to just take a step back. Because she could have easily gone into monster in law mode and gone like, oh, oh let me... why didn't you tell me more? Yeah. Human antique. That, the suit, the pocket watch and the apron. <laughs> <laughs> quite the combination oh Oh, okay also another thing with Sharon did you guys notice that this was I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a callback I would call it more returning a favor did you guys notice that Norman totally sold Oliver to Sharon the way Oliver did for Mm. Norman to Bill oh yeah I didn't think of that but you're right yeah that is I, I would call that an Easter egg callback. You think so? I think so, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you all count that. Um, now, speaking of Easter eggs, did you notice that Sharon said, lead on, McDuff? Yes. <laughs> Which is a callback to the pilot. Okay. The pilot. It's the pilot. Shane, they're in the park. They're in Washington Park. And Shane says, lead on, McDuff. And Norman and Rita are like, what? And she says, Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I did not catch, I did not catch that one. Yeah, she was, I, and the other thing was how matter-of-factly she read Owen's drawing. Yes. You know, yes. I loved it. Fred is a firefighter. No, that is not a snake. That's a water. It's a magic hole. snake. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to go with magic snake. <laughs> I want to go with fearless Fred. <laughs> firefighter Fred. With a hose. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. Sharon cracked the case. She did, Mama. but but then when Oliver really needed it, she turned to a mom for him. Yes. Oh, 
Yeah, we gotta talk about that conversation. Yeah. Okay. And just she, I mean, she called him Deary, which is adorable. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, she calls him Deary. And then just tomorrow I want to become the mother you deserve. It's just, oh my gosh, she's, she's totally opening her arms to him mm-hmm. saying, love is a choice. I am now a member of your family and you are a part of mine. And you are a choice I want to make. Yes, you are a choice. I, and then they quoted much ado about nothing. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so, you know, that's, that's, that is a vow. Yeah, much, much. I mean, it's kind of flipped, but um, if you know your Bible, you will know the story of Ruth and Naomi. Naomi is Ruth's mother-in-law. Yes, and Ruth makes a vow to Naomi, and you hear it in the vows of um, Shane and Oliver when mm-hmm. Ruth says, "I'm going to go home with you. I, you know, your people are going to be my people, and where I go, where you go, I will go, and your God will yeah. be my God." And it's almost parallel in a sense to Sharon and Oliver and in in the Bible Naomi went through this terrible thing she lost both of her sons she lost her husband she was completely alone she had two daughter-in-laws the one daughter-in-law was like I'm, I'm good you know peace out and then you have Ruth here who can sense that Naomi needed needed someone to love her and to she be couldn't with go her back to, to Bethlehem for her and so you have the same idea with with Oliver and Sharon. I mean, it is flipped because now it's a mother-in-law talking to her future son-in-law, but she's telling him the same thing. She's telling him, you don't have to do this alone. Yeah. I will be there for you. This is my vow to you if you will accept it. And it was such a beautiful, redemptive moment for someone who had lost his mother unconventionally. His mother ran out on him. And he didn't have a mother figure growing up. He had his grandmother. That's completely different. The love of a mother is so different than any other love that you can experience. Um, and in this scene too, um, one thing that I also took away is the fact that she was so surprised when Oliver confessed that he and Joe had been estranged for 15 years. Yeah. Who helped you through? And in that's hard to hug. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to hug. And it was just like that was that was the it was like she was just cracking him, like one kind of like chiseling at him a little bit yeah. at a time because all of a sudden the dam breaks and Oliver is just beside himself. And I think that's a callback to higher ground when he has that same conversation with Norman because he's facing the same exact fear of losing Shane somebody he loves so incredibly like so deeply and she he says to her I don't know what to do that's the same exact line that he said to Norman and this time it was Sharon future mother-in-law who kind of gave him the kick he needed to quote-unquote get his act together and I just thought this whole scene was so beautiful Mm -hmm. well and what I like is she gave him she gave him the talking to but she ended it on a comfortable note 
She ended it with Shakespeare. She ended it with something that was common between them Mm -hmm. so that he wouldn't feel like he had just been lectured. Mm -hmm. And it, and I think that she was also proving, see, we have this in common because Mm -hmm. we both love these words of Shakespeare. So the original, I, I just love what they did with it because the original quote is, serve God, love me, and mend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then with the two of them, serve God, love Shane, and mend. And just that last word, mend. Let your heart heal. She even says, you need to heal. Mm -hmm. Let yourself. It just, yeah. It It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, so let's switch gears a little bit and talk about Oliver's connection to the letter story. Cause that's really all tied up in, in all of his emotions and things he's going through. Yeah. Okay. Um, you sorry. guys, you guys, <laughs> I, I have a lot here. I have oh a lot. I also have, hold on. I think it's 12 pages of notes. <laughs> so not on Oliver and Owen, but I did, <laughs> I did do a comparison Compare and contrast chart with Oliver and Owen. Ironically enough, their names both start with O. How fun. But here, here's, what I, here's what I wrote down. Oliver had a loss. He lost his mom. Owen lost his dad. dad. Oliver's mom left willingly by choice. Owen's dad, that was not by choice because he passed away heroically. Dumbarton, which is we come to find out is Oliver's um, stuffed bear when he was a child given to him by his mom. It's a symbol of loss. Whereas Fred, the um, we find out Fred is the firefighter mascot that was Owen's toy as a child. Another thing I did not see coming. (laughs) (laughs) I actually thought it was going to be like Sandy and be like the firehouse dog. (laughs) Sandy's a dog. Sandy's a dog. Fred is a doll. You know, <laughs> I did. I did not see that coming. <laughs> I didn't either. But Fred is a symbol of hope. And then Dumbarton, Oliver gave him up by choice. Fred, with Fred, Owen gave him up also by choice. However, their purposes were different. Oliver gave up Dumbarton because he was angry and he was letting go. And Owen had given him up because he loved him and was holding on to his dad because we come to find out that Owen had given it to his father to ride on the fire truck because he was about to fight this very, very dangerous fire. Yeah. Um, Dumbarton was found by Mrs. Gensinger, which is Oliver's Sunday school teacher. Fred oh. was lost in a fire. So we have that found and lost concept. And then Dumbarton was brought back to Oliver as a symbol of a hope in the future as Fred was brought back to Owen by the postables as a symbol of a hope in a future. And this concept of lost and found and um, uh, letting go and holding on was so interwoven. And that was the one thing leading up to watching this premiere. I was kind of like, where are we going with this fire thing? I knew there was a firefighter involved somehow because I saw the promos and, um, the Shane McInerney inside of me kind of did a little bit of research but you know it's fine um, of course <laughs> I, I couldn't figure out where how it was going to intertwine with each other but 
just that the overarching theme of letting go and holding on and hope and loss and all of that, it, it was just so beautifully done and so unexpected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they even um, they had the the line about sacred spaces have a way of turning into lost and found. So oh, tying that whole thing together. Oh, when Shane said that, okay, and uh, can we talk about the fact that while Oliver was dealing with this and not dealing with it well, he got a little snippy. <laughs> he got a little Yay. snippy with his future bride. <laughs> He did. And Oliver just, he takes comfort in the past and he takes comfort in his work because the past happened and that's what's done. It's safe. Old things are safe. If it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of idea. Um, and he, he takes, and he can't change the past. And with, with, um, with his work, it's something he can control. He cannot control whether or not he's going to be left again because that's on the other person. And he takes so much, it, it's just, he's such a complex character in his feelings and his emotions, especially because everything is so internal for him. He's not an external yeah. processor. Everything's internally processed. Yeah. Um, so seeing him kind of flip out on Shane was like, okay, breathe. <laughs> And yeah. then, and when he tries to apologize, she in turn gets very salty with him. You know, I'm just like, Gone. oh, there's trouble in paradise. Trouble in paradise two nights before the wedding. This isn't good. Not good. No, but he's so, he is so terrified. He is so terrified that, that Shane is going to leave him. And his biggest insecurity is himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he has to he has to fix everything that he is capable of fixing and failure is not an option. So he was going to get that doll back to Owen. So help him, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, it was he became he became so driven. He became almost obsessed with this case. Because mm-hmm. he was so determined to make everything right and to make everything all right for Owen mm-hmm. because he didn't feel like it was all right for him. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. Oh, for sure. And it's a way of avoidance. He doesn't yeah. have, I mean, this is why we're, we've gone all these years up until three and a half days before the wedding for Oliver to finally face his fear. I mean, he kind of faces it a little bit in higher ground. He faces a little bit of it in um, from Paris with love, but he never fully faces it like front on. Head on. It, mm-hmm. It's just a kind of he kind of takes that moment and then it, it just kind of goes under the rug. He he never really processes it. Um, he does he does take fear by the horns into the altar because he had those doubts about shame. He's contemplating. And, and yes, he was, he was very contemplative and he still proposed. Mm-hmm. So he, he came out on the other end, mm-hmm. uh, but it, but it was a very, very, very long journey and coming out on the other end 
means that he was only he had only gotten to the middle (laughs) he Mm -hmm. wasn't quite there yet (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah um so i'm gonna go off the rails a little bit here because (laughs) i did i did a lot of deep diving because as i was watching this movie i realized i had seen it before not the movie but i had seen this concept theme of um that relates to Oliver's stuffed toy. So um, in Touched by an Angel, the finale, we have this town who is grieving the loss of all their children. Like all those children died in a school explosion. And so they like have like all this stuff from the, the kids they never like touched. Like there's a bike sitting on the street. There's pictures and articles like from the children that they, they can't move past that hurt that they're dealing with they can't move to their healing and what ends up happening is the character who ends up being jesus takes all of that stuff and they don't know where it went they don't realize he's jesus at the time and they all end up going to the chapel that had been boarded up because nobody had been using it because they're all so despondent and they find that everything from the children was left at the altar because they had to bring that hurt to the altar to God before they could heal and they just couldn't get there. And so I thought that was a really interesting connection. I don't know if Martha did it intentionally because Oliver took his, his stuffed bear and left it at the altar. He had to leave that hurt of his mother leaving behind. That was a symbol of his hurt. Um, another fun thing was that in the in Touch by an Angel, there's a character named Sophie who's the first to notice all the stuff at the altar. And she's played by Marion Ross, who also plays Missy, Mrs. Gensinger, who finds Oliver's toy. So I thought that was a really oh. fun full circle <laughs> connection between Touch of Fine Angel and Seinfeld. You know, and whether or not she did it quote unquote on purpose, it's the way her mind works. It's mm-hmm. just the way Martha's mind works in making connections. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so maybe she did consciously make that decision, but even if she didn't and she did it subconsciously, that, so you know, that it's, it's gorgeous and it's way, and it's the way that brilliant mind works. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, if you watch Touch by an Angel, you should go back and watch that episode. Great. Oh, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It really is. Can we talk about, um, Robin Walker's, um, quote to, to Oliver about how he says, this is kind of like what opens the door for Oliver to face his fear. It's almost like Robin goes, here's the door. unknowingly of course and Oliver's like I can either stand here and stare at an open door I can walk right through and this was so profound to me Um, Oliver had asked Robin okay you lost your husband in a fire your son has leukemia and you are now a a captain of the fire department lieutenant of the fire department like how why and so she says, being afraid to lose somebody someday steals the joy of having them today. Wow. Wow. Uh, I mean, 
it's exactly what Oliver needed to hear at that moment because he had been like he'd been so consumed with his fear and him, himself and all of the what ifs what could happen in his past and remembering that his wife left him to go to Paris his mother left him to pursue whatever twice what about Shane twice and we find out twice and now what about Shane you know and it, it's just that that got really deep really deep for me it did and uh and Shane kind of gives a precursor for that she trips him up by canceling the rehearsal mm-hmm. oh when, my word when we don't need a rehearsal for the wedding we need one for the marriage I was like oh <laughs> man <laughs> Shane's getting profound here and yeah. you're not sharing with me and if you're not going to share things with me, how are you going to share your life with me? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, man, <laughs> Shane, Shane's getting, Shane's getting deep. <laughs> but it's a good question because Oliver plays it's it close a, to the vest, you know, I mean, very good question. And, you know, she wasn't, she wasn't afraid to confront it. I mean, she probably was, but she did it anyway. Mm-hmm. And she did not brush it under the rug and have that starry-eyed view. Oh, well, that's okay. We'll just fix it when we're married. Mm-hmm. You know, like, no, we need to get this fixed now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want to share your life with me, then you need to start sharing things with me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on this is, uh, this is kind of going ahead a little bit, but we can backtrack. Um, speaking of sharing, when Norman says, I don't want to say it if it'll make you unhappy. Mm-mm. And Rita says, Norman, we're married. <laughs> you know, I was just like, <laughs> we need to, we need to be able to share things with each other. We need to be able to, to understand that we should be able to say anything to each other it was Mm -hmm. it was really really adorable how both couples both couples were learning a thing or two about sharing Mm -hmm. and and trust not just trusting the timing but trusting their partner Mm -hmm. and one thing I one thing I found really profound is I don't I don't know if you guys noticed this but when Norman was talking about wouldn't it be a mistake to twist the timing? I don't know if you noticed this, but the music, the music cue in the background, it's the same music as when Norman and Rita first kissed. Oh. And so it kind of felt like Norman and Rita's theme. Mm-hmm. And because when they because when they first kissed, it was this huge revelation and discovery that Rita loved Norman and that he kissed her and now they're having this huge revelation that they are going to be the giver of the miracle instead of the receiver and 
it yeah it felt like it felt like Norman and Rita's theme mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah I was like oh that's the same music <laughs> I found it very profound mm-hmm. yeah there was a lot and, of little musical like tie-ins I don't I'm not as good as some of the postables about recognizing where they come from but I definitely noticed there was a lot of like music I'm like I know I've heard it before and I know I heard yes. that before Yes. Yeah, well, and it happened when it happened when they were talking to Charlie about adopting her, the mm-hmm. same, the same music, and then it kind of goes and goes into the yes, the <laughs> music when he says, "Ah, I'm a lemur." <laughs> but it was the same music for a little bit, and I just thought, I thought that was, I thought that was so beautiful for us as fans to be able to recall the music and for it to be poignant when talking about certain characters Mm -hmm. and while I'm on music (laughs) I was almost going to transition for you but go ahead okay while I'm on on music after Shane and Oliver were married the music in the background is Ode to Joy. Mm-hmm. Very, mm-hmm. Fa- very famous piece. I'm sure I, yeah, I'm sure a million people noticed. Mm-hmm. But I took it, I took it as this beautiful breath of relief mm-hmm. that Oliver is truly filled with joy. Yeah. Now. Oh. He got, he got married full of joy he doesn't have any doubts anymore and he and Shane both know that they are going to be happy they're not going to be perfect but they both know that they're going to be happy forever because that's what the watch says (laughs) yeah and I thought that music was really cool too because um Martha just talked about it in our interview about how the phrase field and fountain or Uh whatever it is but I was like oh here it is again it's it's joyful joyful yeah yeah it's yeah it's it's the same tune so hey either way it works right joyful joyful or ode to joy (laughs) we're all joyful because hey and you know what my children counted all joy (laughs) that's the thing about that there Um, you go before we get too far into the wedding, can we backtrack to Oliver and Shane and Oliver confronting his fears? Because there is, this is a big scene and there is a callback musical during the gift exchange. I don't know if you guys caught that, but before we get there, can we talk about Oliver and Shane and the DLO? Oh my gosh. That okay. that was probably my favorite scene other than the wedding. It I have here KB and EM killed it. Oh my oh god. With a gigantic heart. With a gigantic heart. A gigantic heart. I oh my goodness. I, I mean Shane is so excited and she's like, oh, we're gonna do this, we're gonna go here and ha ah. Like I have ne- we've never seen Shane so excited and so elated giddy. about something. She was completely giddy. Her her voice was like a notch high in this very dreamy state of mind. 
you know, like usually Shane is going away. (laughs) Shane is usually like, okay, you know, she talks normally, but we never see her in that high, you know, voice head where she's dreamy and giddy. And, (laughs) and she, when she says, what do you think about ballooning over Stockholm? What are your thoughts about ballooning over (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to From Paris with Love. Um, No, 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 no. That's that's lost without you because it's the bucket list. Oh, is it the bucket list? Oh, that's right. I thought yeah. you mentioned in that too. But no, okay, yes. Yes, you're, you're right. Jackie's just kidding. Ignore that. But you know, it's fine. Fine. There's a million of them it's movies. Callback. It's a callback. But it's a callback. The way Oliver is just silent the entire time. He like nods and you can tell like he has if something is eating him and if he just doesn't if he's not if he doesn't say anything it's just gonna kill him like you can just tell in his face that anxiety is just right there and when she sees that and she says Oliver you're scaring me I don't think I breathe <laughs> I know I, I knew I, I knew they were gonna get married I just what is he gonna say is she gonna how is she gonna react is it going to push the wedding? And the way her, she didn't cry in that moment, but you could see the tears are welling up and she does this really amazing thing where like the tears don't like fall. They're just there, like sitting on her eyeballs. And I'm like, <gasps> I'm feeling this really deeply right now. And I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know if I want to cry or if I just want to, hold my breath or what and when Oliver says to Shane how long will it be until you and he can't even finish and she's like Oliver no I was like I can't can't even I I I can't I I just can't I can't I can't I can't with this right now the horror the horror on her face at the thought and just Oliver no Mm -hmm. you know that was something that he feared and it was something that he had to get out but for her to be that ready to negate it Mm -hmm. you know I I think that you know it took a little bit for it to sink in but I thought that was very important for Oliver to hear yeah that he didn't even say the word just the idea was there and she boxed at it and she looks and she looks terrified yes I mean Shane went from giddy to terrified in like just like that and 1.2 seconds (laughs) I mean when Oliver says I can't get it out of my head that forever is a promise that not everyone can keep especially to me when they realize I am and he he can't even say it and it's so sad it is so heartbreakingly sad how Oliver just feels like he's not worth it. He mm-hmm. he feels he essentially feels like people just threw him away. Everyone is going to leave me at some point. I mean, it's a fear that was addressed and lost without you. And he says, Every woman who truly mm-hmm. matters has broken my heart. And then he says, like, my mother left me, my wife left me. And it's it's that same thing, you know, it's just, you can't blame the guy. No, 
for thinking that. I mean, and he even asked Norman, he's like, but you didn't have a mother. Why are you normal? <laughs> and Norman's like, well, well, normal is debatable. <laughs> well, no, but you know, he, but Norman doesn't have the same anxieties that Oliver does. Yeah. But the circumstances mm-hmm. were totally and completely different. Um, but when Oliver, when Oliver kind of confesses, he thinks that it's him and he's the problem and that nobody will love him. It, it's, oh. I just want to hug him. <laughs> My heart was breaking for him. My heart was breaking for him. And then Shane, it, Shane knows this man. She knows this man that she's about to marry because she knows how to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And even though she's a little panicked because she doesn't know what's going to happen, she, she says the right words. And she's, she says it's not because of who you were. It's because they had no idea who they were and she and, says and she Shane says knows. I know who I am I know who I am oh and oh and okay can we talk <laughs> also about the cinematography in this scene because you can see her moving closer like, and like the camera is like up on her and she's walking closer and closer and closer to Oliver because at first they're like 10 feet apart yeah I noticed and, that too it was very um representative of the distance between them mm-hmm. yeah and then, at the moment. they're and if they start close they start closing in as Shane is telling Oliver that she is going she she made a promise that she loves him and that she will marry him and that she will love him forever. And um, that the cinematography and that was amazing. And just, it was so beautiful. And when she says, I will never leave you. She says it four times. Four times. I know you and I still love you. <laughs> okay. That is where and I, I will always all- love you. That is where I thought Oliver was going to say, I love you. He didn't say it. He never said it in this movie. And I'm the teeniest, tiniest bit disappointed about that. Because I wanted him to just be so overcome with this woman who has just saved him emotionally. I just, I wanted him to just say, I love you, Shane. You know, and it just, mm. But, but he said it with his eyes he said it with he, <laughs> he didn't need to say it he didn't need to say it because after that Woo! <laughs> that kiss that kiss was something else <gasps> that that wow and then the the dancing and all the, and the callbacks of the all callbacks. of the oh all my god and all the, the dancing kids. The dancing wasn't even like, like, hey, we're dancing. It was like they were holding on to each other and and never dancing. let it go. Like two people in love. I was just, I was gone. I was gone. I was gone. 
and you know I loved I loved the different I loved the different ways that they held each other because mm-hmm. you know at first it was this kind of clutching you know you you couldn't have pried them apart with a crowbar mm-hmm. that he he was just clutching onto her so desperate to not let go mm-hmm. and then they moved more into a traditional dance pose and they did my favorite thing in the world the the hand cradle where where he takes her hand and puts it on his chest (laughs) and and then then he dips her and it's just oh (laughs) i think i need to mop you two up oh my goodness but that's the song they chose for this never my love that bassy beginning I was like oh we're gone we haven't even seen these two people on screen but we're all gone oh my god it was so so beautiful so beautiful and then it goes straight into something even more beautiful which is it's after midnight you're seeing the bride on the on the wedding day and it is a beautiful sight to behold and then they give each other their gifts which for both of them their gifts could not have been more perfect so sweet and then the ribbons were the itinerary colors and what was that the ribbons were their itinerary colors Uh, oh i didn't even notice that you know what I noticed though? The music in that scene was the music of Jonathan and Catherine. Really? Yes, it was in the treasure box. Oh, I missed mm-hmm. that one. And also, I don't know if this is necessarily a callback. Catherine and Jonathan Walker. And then we also have like oh, uh, Owen Walker. Mm-hmm. We're going to go with the whole name theme. Um, I don't know, maybe. Uh, but I, I did notice that music because that music is very iconic and it was only used the one at time with the treasure box, but exchanging the gifts there, you know, vows, marriage, letters. And the way she looks directly at him after this mm-hmm. conversation that they've had and said, how about forever? And that's exactly what he needed to hear as a follow-up. Mm-hmm. and then I'll have it done by noon Norman has a cousin, cousin. <laughs> mm-hmm. which, which is a perfect way to have a little bit of comedy relief comic yes. relief mm-hmm. in a very stressful situation yeah. they charge the moment <laughs> I, yeah exactly no. and, it, and it was perfect so perfect. oh my gosh it's absolutely perfect the fact that she called mrs gensinger and got the bear back oh my gosh she loves him so much so sweet oh oh be still my heart oh (laughs) well we've covered a lot in just one hour and we still have plenty more to talk about but we're gonna end here and save part two for another night we will see you then Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Deliver Me a Podcast. To stay up to date on all our episodes, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Deliver Me a Pod and on Instagram at Deliver Me a Podcast. We also have a merch store where you can buy tons of postable things for you and your friends. We'll see you next week.